My name is Catherine, and I am 23 years old, working as a full-time freelancer in the media and entertainment industry, and welcome to the How I Diaries podcast. This podcast is a diary of how I am currently going about my life and career, and I thought it would be cool to just post these and have them as a resource for any other people wanting to get into freelance or the media and entertainment industry, or as a overall behind the scenes of this alternate way of living and working. This episode, we are going into detail of how exactly I job search as a freelance slash gig worker. Um, my other episode, how I organize my work schedule is more of an overview of how I structure my schedule and lay out all of my streams of income. So give that a listen to um, as they're both pretty much related to each other and highlight different aspects of the reality of this lifestyle. So yeah, to start off, I want to again state that my career and interests are in the media and entertainment industry. And one of the reasons I wanted to make this podcast is because if you are also in this industry, I'm sure you've also had the same frustrations of job searching on the typical job boards like Indeed and ZipRecruiter, you know, etc. And the amount of entry level jobs are very sparse and highly competitive on those sites or they're looking for people with decades of experiences on those sites. But on the other hand, luckily um, for us production people, there's a few sites that are specifically for our industry. And I'm sure there's other niche job boards like the ones I'm about to mention for other industries, but here are the ones that I've tried and used and the ones that I actually like and find useful that pertain to media and entertainment. Um, first off, we have Mandy.com and MediaMatch.com. Each have their own respective payment options, all of which I think are worth it. You can do it on a monthly basis or yearly. I personally don't recommend these for entry-level applicants. I'm not sure if it was just because I didn't have much luck as an entry-level applicant or what, but if you've got some standout credits and years of experience on your application, like resume, give it a go. I would see a lot of gig work part-time and full-time opportunities on both of those sites. It just didn't work out for me. Next, I tried Fiverr and Upwork, um, and I keep recommending Alex Fazulo's podcast, The Freelance Fairy Tales, and this is a direct attribute to her inspiration to try these two gig gigging work sites. I've had more success on Upwork than Fiverr, but I'm still trying to figure out some of the kinks out of my gigs on Fiverr to optimize it. The con to these sites is they take a percentage of your earnings, but when you're just starting out, it's great because of the exposure to customers they offer. So I did have one big issue with Upwork though and it was just the amount of scams that get posted etc are just really annoying but they're pretty obvious to point out and avoid um it's just annoying that you have to filter through them but the fact that it's free and I got some interviews out of it it's worth adding to my rotation when I sit down and job hunt the most success I've had is actually through Facebook groups for my local area and the site staff me up um I will link my affiliate link for staff me up in the show notes. And then if, and then, you know, for wherever you're living, you can just go on Facebook and look up PA PA Facebook groups or, you know, LA gig work opportunity, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, Staff Me Up has the same structure as a typical job board and like Mandy and Media Match. They offer payment plans for monthly and yearly, but I would say it's a little bit more friendly to entry-level applicants and the overall interface is a lot more attractive and easy to navigate. I'm not sponsored by them or anything. I'm just giving my straight up opinion and my affiliate link is just like the the standard thing of like, hey, refer to a friend and you get whatever it is. For my job hunting workflow, it's really become such a habit that I do it in my spare time, but um, I do also have designated 
times that I do do it too. I find it fun to do in my spare time. So it's all a part of a personal preference, whether or not you want to have to deal with that sort of thing. But yeah, it goes hand in hand with the lifestyle of freelancing, I guess. Like I mentioned in my other episode about scheduling, it's very important to be proactive to alleviate the stress of the inconsistencies of freelance work. It's great when you find gigs that are posted weeks in advance to when they need you to work, but the only way to find these is to constantly looking and applying. I'll give you an example of how I structured my current month, which is May. I teach piano on Saturdays and I hold any dates other gigs give me. So for this month, all of my Saturdays are booked. For every month, all my Saturdays are booked. And then the dates that I was told to hold for this month were May 3rd and May 11th. Those are my held gigs that I already had going into May. So then every morning and evening, I log in to staff me up and do my typical search. I enter my location and just sift through what has been posted. And I submit about five to 10 applications uh, each time I go on. And I would say my ratio of getting messages is a about one out of 10, which isn't terrible. But again, I will stress I'm pretty entry level and I would say it's better success that I had on Mandy and Media uh, Match. Luckily, I got a message and scheduled a phone call with that first batch of 10 applications I submitted earlier in the month. Phone call went well and I confirmed a gig for May 25th through May 31st. And I did what I needed to do to reschedule my one Saturday for piano teaching and I'm all set for the month of May. And it's not typical. Like I really really try and keep my Saturdays left alone because I don't want to I don't want to bother my students with rescheduling just because, you know, I don't know. That's a, a customer service thing, I guess. But yeah, so that is it for the month of May. And obviously there are some budgeting techniques that go along with knowing how much I need to make every month, etc. to be confident I'm meeting all of my financial responsibilities. And you can listen to my episode on how I budget, which goes in depth on how I approach that aspect. This month was also special because I I had the freedom to also plan a birthday weekend trip to Florida, which is another pro to freelancing and a high priority on my list. So for instance, today is May 12th and I was able to secure confidence in my financial responsibilities for this month by this day. But this doesn't mean I stopped job hunting. Of course, I'm still looking to fill in gaps for May and even planning for June, etc. But there's more leniency for May since I have all my other gigs I do during the week anyway, which I haven't even included. They're just on call basically. So I have the things that I scheduled from the job boards and then my dates held for gigs I knew going into May and then my every Saturday. And then, yeah, and then I know throughout the week I'll either be dog sitting or going to the post-production house I work at and doing one of three things there for a couple hours or for a chunk of hours every week. For instance, also within the month of May, I was connected with another person through a colleague that recommended me and I will be speaking to them within the month to see what other kind of collaborating we can do. And then in preparation for the summer, I also had a gig come up for a position working at a film slash production camp for kids um, that I also found via Staff Me Up. And I'm interviewing for, I actually interviewed for last week and now I'm on to the second round of interviews. So who knows? I could be set for the summer with this one and no stress all for the price of just being, you know, proactive and spending an hour to two each day just submitting job applications. My workflow for 
job hunting through Facebook groups is a bit different, mostly because the posts and gigs that get posted there are often very short notice or sometimes the day of. I'm in about 10 different groups and between all of them, there's probably about 100 posts a day. Not all of them I am qualified for, etc. Basically looking for production assistant, like driver PA gigs when I'm on staff me up and uh, these Facebook groups. And since Facebook is just an app on my phone, I mainly do it in my free time when I'm just like sitting around. But I'll also like if the feed on Staff Me Up isn't super populated, I'll sit and then spend the rest of the time going through each Facebook group. But like I said, they update constantly throughout the day. So I'm constantly going through them every day, the Facebook groups. And I would say with the Facebook groups, I apply to about two to 15 over the course of a full seven day week. And I usually get a message or email back about three out of 10. My rule of thumb is to not book too far in advance unless it's a big event. And this is just because I don't want to have to bail on too many of my current commitments. And I typically only look a month out and I don't book gigs that are longer than a month. I'm always checking my emails and making sure I'm easily accessible to my phone at all times, except when I sleep (laughs) or if I'm actually having free time in a social life. So that is it for this episode. Feel free to take a listen to my other episodes and topics. Um, And if this reaches you and you have any other burning questions or stories, I'd be happy to use this as an outlet to conversate and learn from one another. And as always, thank you for listening and talk to you next time.